Next on BYU Sports Nation, you make the call. When would you name a starting quarterback for BYU football season opener? Well, camp practice 13 underway. We go two-on-one with running backs coach Reno Mahe. Which NFL player he compares Jamal Williams to? Plus two Cougars finish the Olympics on a high. Mike Littlewood of BYU Baseball. And it's game day for 16th-ranked soccer. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation, the original. And live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Monday, August 22nd, wherever and however you are dialed in. Nice to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Taylor Sanders, facial hair consultant, Jerem Jordan. If you've watched this show for a while, you know that uh, when I come off vacation, I have a mustache. Uh, this one has added meaning because of Jared Ward and Taylor Sander. What they did yesterday. We will get to that in just a moment in Cougars in the Olympics. But I just had to honor those guys. We're just three guys with a mustache. And uh, one of us has a medal. One of us finished in sixth place. And the other is another guy. Where would you rank your mustache <laughs> compared to Taylor Sander and Jared Ward? I think I can kind of hang with Taylor. But not with Jared. <laughs> I, is that fair? No? Yeah. Kevin Durant said he wanted a mustache like Jared Ward. So oh, yeah. I think that that propels yeah. his status. I learned something um, every, time I, every time I have a mustache. I just get grenades launched at my mustache on Twitter. Um, everyone compares mustaches to Tom Selleck. What, why is everyone comparing the ever, it, my mustache to Tom Selleck? Why would you go against the greatest? Every basketball player is compared against MJ? No. No, yes. Yeah. Tom, Tom Selleck's mustache is Michael Jordan in basketball. Yes. What, why in mustaches <laughs> is it always the field versus Selleck? Can't That's you be, unfair can't to you everyone be else. be an intramural bench player? Yeah. <laughs> Get, hey, give me a shot with this mustache. You're right. I don't deserve it. <laughs> hey, Daniel Sorensen hooking up all Kansas City Chiefs fans over the weekend, by the way. With free Big Macs, apparently. That's funny because uh, he got a sack in the exhibition game against the Rams. And so, free Big Macs. Yeah, Chiefs fans get free Big Macs. How about about that? Little did Daniel Sorensen know in that moment, (laughs) he's like, Big Mac! As he tackled Jared Goff or whoever it was. Can you imagine the Chiefs player getting up thinking about that? Hey, sweet, I just hooked up all the fans with a Big Mac. His focus would be so bad (laughs) if he was thinking about a Big Mac in that moment. By the way, we were talking about this before the show. I haven't eaten a Big Mac in a long time. I love Big Macs. This is not like a thing against or for McDonald's. But I, I haven't – I don't like know anyone that's like, I'm going to get a Big Mac besides you. I'm going to send out a poll question during the commercial break. Is a Big, is no. a big Mac elite yes, or not? Yes, no. No, <laughs> I am going to ask w- today, would, like, would you eat a Big Mac today? Yes or no? Like, I want to see, see the results of that. Clueless is not a great movie. <laughs> who, who won that? You're Something knocking, just fell you're off knocking the set. things off what the desk, fell man. Off the set? Oh, you show up and things start falling off the desk. I'm sorry. At least the show isn't falling apart. Here are today's BYU oh, Sports Nation headlines. In your mind, that it's not. <laughs> Beginning with the last Cougars in the Olympics hit. Let's do it. Cougars in the Olympics. Jerem, go ahead and take this one. Taylor Sander and the USA men's volleyball team won the bronze medal over Mother Russia in five sets. Sander had 14 kills, seven digs, and two aces. Yeah! Pumped, man. They were down two sets to them. And Jared Ward of Team USA finished sixth overall in the Olympic Marathon Sunday morning. 
His final time was a personal best of two hours, 11 minutes, and 30 seconds. He averaged a five-minute mile. Averaged for 26 miles. Wow. Really? Listen, those happened within like five minutes of each other. I was so proud of those former Cougars in that moment. I was so pumped for those guys. Hey, there's a stats professor with a sweet mustache. Also, he finished in the top six in the Olympic marathon. Ward came out of nowhere. That was amazing. So congrats to those guys. Every time he's run a marathon, he has improved his time. That's the goal of life, right? Get better. So with that, that officially ends our Cougars in the Olympics hit, which I I really enjoyed that. we're We're probably not playing the Samba. We're probably not playing the Samba. But, yeah, coming up later in the show, we actually will go back to the weather and repeat it. I forgot. Dang it. Uh, I'll, getting let, all I'll, emotional. Let you, I'll let you read it again then, too. I, I mean, you have the mustache. Emotional. I was like, you know what? Jerem needs to read this I part. I appreciate it. I really do. I've been gone. You, I just needed that. You needed you know? to do that. BYU football back to work today with practice number 13 of fall camp. Kalani Satake said last week that he hopes to have a depth chart close to to established by today. Mm, and who will be the starting quarterback? More on that in a moment. 16th-ranked women's soccer beat Washington State 2-1 in the season opener in Pullman. Friday, Ashley Hatch scored both of the goals coming off of that injury from last season, including the game winner in double overtime. Mm-hmm. Big win. The home opener is against Nebraska tonight at 7.30 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Spencer Linton is back on the air as a play-by-play Tonight, 7.30. It's game Eastern. day, man. It's game day, baby. I love it. I'm so excited that we made it to the fall season. The first live sporting event in the fall season of 2016 happens tonight on BYU TV. Can't wait. How about that? And, Volleyball and is, later this week, too. What's the home win streak up to for women's soccer? Oh, it's the second longest in the, in the country at 18. Is it 18? Yeah. Wow. They're so good at home. Mm-hmm. They are very, very good. They're just good, period. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens head coach John Harbaugh oy, says tight end Dennis Pitta has a broken finger. Ugh. Harbaugh says he can't really catch right now. He also stated that doctors are afraid if the finger took a hit right now, they would have to put a screw in it. So it's just a wait and see, let it heal type of injury. That death stinketh. We, we thought that it was just a minor injury. No, 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 that could keep him out. He's fought back after those hip injuries. Quit throwing the ball so hard, Joe Flacco. Come on, Joe. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. And your 2016 BYU starting quarterback is... Taysom and Tanner stood out. <laughs> How much movement? Taysom and Tanner and Tanner and Taysom in that order. So That should clear some things up, right? <laughs> Head coach Kalani Satake established the quarterback depth chart last Thursday, at least... In joking fashion. Frankly, the quarterback decision is none of our business at this point. But if it were your decision, when would you make the call? Let's just go ahead and get your opinions right now. Today's Twitter question is this. If you were Kalani Satake, when would you name a starting quarterback? Mm. Use the hashtag BYUSN at Kip Kent. It's been a while since we heard from Kip Kent. Offense is new no matter who starts. That's the advantage. Truth. No need to wait. Name the starter as soon as you know. Mm. At BYU Fan 1995, internally as soon as possible to the public on the first play against Arizona. Mm. What is the criteria for naming a starting quarterback right now? How do you handle this situation and when will Kalani Satake do it? He shed some light on that earlier in fall camp. I think once somebody uh, 
basically separates himself and we feel comfortable with it, uh, talking with Ty and myself. And it's not about who, who's better at starting. They're, they're both, they both have experience. It's just who's going to be the best fit for us right now and who wins the battle. Head coach Jerem Jordan. <laughs> That's a scary thought. When are you naming? What are you naming a starting quarterback for BYU? Punt block on first down defensively. <laughs> when would I name a starter? Yeah. I would wait until the game day. Uh, game day when you run out onto the field. Why? Why? Okay. The fans they want to know now, right? No, I want to do competitively. Why would you disadvantage yourself in that way? Keep Arizona guessing, and then roll out the uh, roll out Taysom Hill or Tanner Mang. I think it will be Taysom Hill. On the first series, and boom goes the dynamite. There you go. See, originally, I would have agreed with you. But the more that I think about this, tell your team on Monday of the game week. So and, this and, coming Monday, a week And from then today. if and when it leaks out, it leaks out. And here's why. This is such a unique situation for BYU with a new coaching staff and a new offense. Let your team be mentally prepared for what's going to happen on the field in game number one. Let them have an idea of what to expect. Don't they already have an idea, though? You you think that they don't have an idea right now? With I think, the, I think the they have an idea. I don't think that they know who the starting quarterback is. I think that's by design from the coaching staff. We know that they're not divisions, right? No, and, they're... And Taysom Hill said that on Media Day, and I kind of scoffed at that idea, but he was right, and I was wrong, that they're not divisions because, because... The media is not able to watch the whole practice, so the court of public opinion is really quiet. There's not a lot of discussion from either side because we don't know a lot in terms of the reps, how they look. If we were seeing stuff, we would be like, oh, this guy's ahead of this guy. There would be a line drawn in the sand, and it would be more controversial. But Kalani Stake has shut out the media from watching uh, meaningful parts of practice, and this has been to the team's benefit. It has not been to the opinion-based discussion benefit of BYU Sports Nation. But if BYU is better on the field because of it, hey, that's what it's all about, that, that BYU is good and it's fun. Here's the thing. For those that say, well, let's keep it a secret and use it to your advantage against Arizona. Arizona has no idea what BYU is going to do on offense anyway. And they have a brand-new defensive staff. In fact, the defensive coordinator was Boise State's defensive coordinator last year. They fired – Rich Rod fired the entire defensive staff. It's going to be a guessing game regardless of who the starting quarterback is. So I don't think that it really matters that much. And if it's Taysom Hill, there's still a guessing game there because the dude's played five games since 2013. And what's he going to do in a pro-style offense? What's Tanner Mangum going to do in a pro-style offense? Remember the last time BYU went to a pro-style offense was 2010 uh, with Brandon Doman as the OC and Jake Keeps. So – Something along those lines, variations and difference with Ty Detmer, of course. But I think you're right. I think the team will be told before game day. But it's 2016. This stuff gets out. People talk. Everyone's got a cousin's brother's husband's friend that works in the athletic department. And they have Big 12 sources. And they have (laughs) a uh, source to who the starting quarterback is, right? My brother's a custodian in the Big 12 offices. And he he heard something through the door. Wasn't it Boney Fuller? That had a it was a cover of a book I can't or I can't remember um, but it was like look that guy over there oh the his, Hardy Boys the Hardy Boys his uncle works in the athletic department <laughs> that nailed it okay I don't think that the team could be told and the public not somehow get somebody saying hey Taysom Hill was named the starter in a meeting my point is if and when it comes out before the game I don't think it matters. 
I really don't because everything is so new for BYU. Arizona's worried about themselves at this point. They can't focus a ton on who's going to start a quarterback for BYU. they got to worry about their own huge concerns. Speaking of Arizona, it's not like there's much time before the first game regardless. Game week is next week. Countdown to the Wildcats. 12 days away. We are 12 days away. Ha! When you start to put the away in that countdown, you are ve- you're very close. Yeah, there's less syllables involved. Uh, notables who wore the number 12, by the way. Or where? <laughs> Gary Shidey, Steve mm-hmm. Sarkeesian, uh, John Beck, and one Tyler Magnum. Oh, yeah. Who can forget Tyler Magnum? Tanner Mangum. Oh, that BYU. guy too. Okay. Others who aren't as notable. Mike Young, brother of Steve. Chris Hodge. We believe that's the uncle of Bo Hodge. Uh, <laughs> Brett, Brent Hancock. And Don Griffin. Listen, and who, doesn't remember, who doesn't remember Don Griffin? I know, I know well, a lot I, of fans. I don't know, Spencer. A lot of fans remember Drew Miller, 1997. Drew Miller, What's first up? true frosh to start a game at Britain. Yeah, let's go, The second man. was one Jacob Heaps. And then the third was one Tanner Mangum. Jacob Heaps of your Seattle Seahawks. Go Hawks. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. If you were Kalani Satake, when would you name your starting quarterback? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Henson 23 deadline equals end of this week. The sooner starters are picked, the better the team's on-field chemistry will be. It's a good point. You want to give more reps to the starter, right? So how, how soon should you do it? I, I don't know. But both guys are ready. They don't need more reps in practice to be ready. L- with the offense, sure. But I think these guys are gamers regardless. They could play the game today and be fine. At Hey Joey, at Hey Joe Jr., 23, I would put the top three quarterbacks on the field for the first play and just watch the reaction of the other sideline. Yes! So Bo Hodge at wide gets receiver, out on the field. Which he did play in high school at one point. Yeah, his junior year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Up to his junior year. Throw them all out. Throw up <laughs> Bo Hodge, Tanner Mangum, <laughs> and Taysom Hill. That would be awesome. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood joins us to look at the 2017 schedule. Which former backhat might get a call up to the major leagues on September 1st? But first, running backs coach Reno Mahe tells us his thoughts on taking the field as a BYU coach for the first time. Stay with us. BYU Sports Station is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right this very millisecond on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Tonight, 16th-ranked women's soccer of Brigham Young University takes on Nebraska at 7.30 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Cougars beat Washington State 2-1 in double overtime in Pullman against the Fighting Mike Leaches over the weekend. And now BYU takes on Nebraska, who they beat at Nebraska last year as well. And Spencer Linton's on the call with Natalie Lewis and Lauren Frankham on the sidelines. So here's, check it out. Here's your obscure stat about that women's soccer win on Friday night against Washington State. The Cougars of Washington State had won 10 consecutive home openers. Not anymore. And that is now over. I loved that uh, some of the commentary was like, Cougars with the corner. I'm like, no, that you no. can't do that. You need to say which team. You need to so, say Wazoo or BYU. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, how much are you going to mention the Hail Mary? Oh, I'm I'm going to mention <laughs> it quite often. <laughs> I we, hope Tanner Mangum goes to the game tonight. As soon as Maddie Lyons, especially, Remember gets me? onto the field. Okay, Maddie Lyons. Who was great on the show last week. Yes, Friday. she was fantastic. 
is the girlfriend of one Mitch Matthews. Yes. Is she an elite girlfriend? I think that's the question <laughs> that we need to ask with Maddie. Absolutely, Maddie Lyons is an elite girlfriend. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That would be fun. <laughs> yes, the Hail Mary will be mentioned tonight. Oh. And all Nebraska over, fans over will under, then turn off the over TV. Over under two and a half times. <laughs> I... Uh, you think it's going to be more than that? Ooh, I don't know. Over I'm, under one and a half? I'm going to say uh, maybe twice. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see one and a half the, the line, okay? how the conversation develops. Our Twitter question today. If you were BYU football head coach Kalani Satake, when would you name your starting quarterback? At It's a Foe Hammer. This week, give the team their leader. Arizona still doesn't know what to expect on offense with or without naming the starter. That's true. That that's was true. my point yeah. in, the, in the opening segment. Yeah, that's a great point. Do it earlier, no problem, because it's a new offense. At Hill underscore Mangum 2016. Never let the starter get more reps in the practice time that is close to media. Don't give Arizona any indication. Is, isn't it funny? Like, there's all this buildup to the Arizona game, right? I keep thinking there's 19 days until Utah. Like, I'm, I'm not, yeah, Arizona, cool. I'm looking forward to the Utah game more than I am the Arizona game. 19, 19 days until the Utah game. You're looking forward until UCLA, you're, man. You're looking forward to the Utah game more than Arizona. Oh, thousand percent. Wow. See, I'm just ready. I just well, want to. Well, well, the whole the whole summer, it's like one opponent. What? Utah's no, in week yeah, two. Yes, there there are bigger games per se, but like I am so excited to see what this team does in competition. I can't I, wait. I, I for am the too. First and game. That, and the the next biggest game. Yeah, Arizona's not the biggest game of the season. Utah's a huge game, man. I'm stoked. <laughs> Is there anything on the line in that game, Jerem? Don't answer that question. Reno Mahe. Reno Mahe has declared that he is the number one jokester in the running backs room. He is the running backs coach, so he can say stuff like that. Now it's time for our two-on-one with Reno from BYU Fall Camp. Reno, you just wrapped up Fall Camp scrimmage number two, and I'm going to start with uh, a question that I know a lot of people want to ask, and I'm sure I know the answer to already, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Are you having fun, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm having fun. <laughs> I think I'm having too much fun. <laughs> what did you learn today from fall camp scrimmage number two? Um, I, I think for me a lot of it had to do with, um, I don't know, I don't want to say too much. <laughs> like I was about to say some stuff and I was like, I don't want to give that out. So <laughs> you don't I, have to give that out. You can be like, general. We can be general, right? Yes, yes. I think that the kids, um, their legs are coming back, and you know they they've done a good job working so hard in the off season that you would think right now it kind of go down a little bit. I think we started a little slow, but then it picked up really, you know, picked up a lot more. And so that these kids' legs are getting better and better, and we're excited in the kind of where we're hitting our stride right now. Coach Satake said that he, he thought the offense did much better today. Do you agree with that? And, and where do you think the offense made its biggest strides today? Uh, I think they did. I think um, it had to – see, there it goes again. I had these thoughts, and I'm like, <laughs> if I say this, then it's giving this me play a – Generically speaking, game. of course. Um, I was excited to see how – you know, for, for me, my, my backs and their ball security, and that's something that we – emphasize so much and um they're doing a better job with that as far as the other positions you you kind of just focus on your position um but there seemed like the the o-line and 
the receivers did a good job blocking as well to where it opened up some more big runs for the running backs. I think along with the secondary, which Ed Lamb is coaching, people kind of look at the running back group and say, oh, yeah, we're, we're loaded there. Like, there, there is a lot of depth there. How do you see your running back group in terms of a depth perspective? I think I was pretty fortunate to get my the running backs I have are running backs that were here in spring. So I've, you know, I've had, like, what, seven, eight months with these guys um, outside of all the time off that they're able to learn the new system. And so for, for some of these guys, there's reasons why they're here. And so as a coach, you're just hoping that they'll know their assignments. And when these guys know their assignments and just let their natural abilities um, show, then the, if they don't have to go out there and think and just play, then they'll do awesome. If there was somebody who had never seen a game that Jamal Williams had played in or had ever seen any highlights and said, tell me about Jamal Williams, what type of player is he? How would you describe him? You know, when, when I get asked that question by some of the uh, NFL scouts, I think of a former teammate of mine that I played with in uh, Philadelphia um, by the name of Corral Buckhalter. And, you know, there was a year, his rookie year maybe, he set uh, a record for the Eagles and, and just – he has that ability. He's, he's that kind of a player, and he has the height, the speed. The, the great thing about and fortunate for a first-year coach like myself is that he, he's done, he can do everything. He's not just th- this kind of a back or this kind of back. He's the typical every-down back. So, uh, you know, for a person in my position, it's great. To, it's exciting to have someone like him. Do you feel like Jamal is in a position where if called upon, he could be a guy that carries the ball, let's say, 30 times a game? Uh, absolutely. I mean, he, he's ready to do, again, he, he's bought in and he's ready to do whatever um, the, the, Ty Detmer has, you know, dr- drawn up for him. So, Depth has been a question and conversation about every position so far in camp. How do you look at your depth at running mate? How do you How do you like that? I, I'm one of the fortunate coaches here. <laughs> where, uh, I remember my rookie year in Philly, I asked my running back coach just things about coaching, what makes it hard, what makes it easy, and he says, well, here's the deal. You get players, you don't have to coach as hard. You don't have players, you have to coach your tail off. So for me, <laughs> I have players. <laughs> and so uh, maybe it's it's blessings from you know, my wife's coattail, but I'm, I'm, I'm in a great position as far as the players I have, and I'm very fortunate. Jamal clearly is the senior leader in that backfield, but you look at Squally Canada and, and Riley Burt and a guy like Algie Brown who is now making the transition to fullback. What kind of production are you looking for from the guys not named Jamal Williams? Well, that there's always that mentality, like next man up. You know, you always want to knock on wood and make sure your guys stay healthy and Outside of, I tell my guys all the time, their job is to know the assignments, and or my job for the for them is I have to get them to know their assignments and stay healthy. And so, as far as health goes, you hope our guys stay healthy. But everyone knows how football is; you just never know, and we need the next guy to be ready. All right, here comes the really hard-hitting question. <laughs> You're a funny guy. Jamal's a funny guy. Oh, no. Who's the funnier guy? You or Jamal? I'm sure I'm funnier than Jamal. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely funnier. He might be a better dancer now. (laughs) So dancing-wise, he might get me, but there's not many things he has me on. 
Are there actual dance-offs going on here? Has this been... I mean, no, it, no, no. He just likes to dance a lot. And I'm like, man, at your age, I could have probably beat you in a dance contest. <laughs> but right now, my knees, my weight, the law of physics. Just, it's, it not all, it's not all adding See, up. I got yeah. you guys laughing right now. True. <laughs> and that was just a statement. That wasn't even a joke. <laughs> With Reno Mahe, the running backs coach here, uh, after scrimmage number two in fall camp. And we'll finish up with uh, some offensive questions generally underneath Ty Detmer. What does Ty come to you and, and talk to you about it and want from you most by the time September 3rd rolls around against Arizona? Um, again, I, I think it's something I stated earlier where it's just making sure our guys know where they're supposed to be at, what their job is, and then, you know, as a staff, we kind of know who can do what and just let them do their, you know, let, let their uh, talent come through. First touchdown comes in a game from a running back. Who's the most excited player on the field? Is it you or is it your running backs? <laughs> it's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get pretty excited when the game comes around. Not much before the game. I'm more of a en- energy um, preserver before the game. I'm not one of those who rah-rah kind of guys before the game. But during the game, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping I control myself on the sideline and not get kicked out of the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of the goal is not to get kicked out. That's what you that's what you're working, working on. I'm working on. I'm working on. How many times have you thought about what it's going to be like on September 3rd at University of Phoenix Stadium taking the field as a coach for BYU? I haven't. Now that you said that, kind of got a little chills. <laughs> I haven't thought about that, but again, I'm more of a kind of try to control my emotions as much as I can leading up to it and for me uh, some of you can understand as a punt returner in the NFL you kind of learn to tunnel everything and and wait um for that time and point you know what I mean so I I keep everything under wraps (laughs) Reno we appreciate the time man thanks for having me congratulations on uh success thus far appreciate it he's the running backs coach I love Reno Mahe. And he is the self-declared funniest guy in the running backs group. A couple years ago, I did an interview with Reno uh, in the locker room at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And he brought this kid with him that wasn't his kid, like a 12-year-old. And I was like, who's this kid? And he told me his name, and he goes, he's my carpool buddy. (laughs) He goes, I I borrow him in my neighborhood just to go in the carpool. (laughs) I thought that was fantastic. So this kid got to hang out with Reno Mike. That doesn't surprise me at like all. Like, he knew the kid. It was in his neighborhood. It does know. not surprise yeah. me at all yeah, pretty funny, that Reno Mahe would do something like that. <laughs> and I love his honesty. And that's your running backs, Coach. He's like, I'm love lucky, it. man. I, I got some guys. <laughs> I got some guys that can oh run my the gosh. ball this year. Of, of all the coaches that inherit, one, I mean, tied up with those quarterbacks and those running backs, including Jamal Williams. Mm, yeah, speaking of, that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Jamal Williams needs 77 yards per game in the regular season to become BYU's all-time leading rusher. That's it, 77. That's not a ton, right? He's going to do it if he stays healthy this year. 77 yards per game over 12 regular season games. Yes, you knock super hard on the desk. My hand hurts. (laughs) Our Twitter question today, if you were Kalani Satake, when would you name your starting quarterback who's handing the ball off to Jamal Williams at AE5LD? I would announce to the team about now, but to everyone else about kickoff time a week from Saturday. They have to know who the starter is to announce, by the way. I don't think they know yet. One guy hasn't separated himself. I think it will be Taysom Hill, but you have to see some separation at some point, right? 
Or not. Mm. When BYU Sports Nation continues. If you were Kalani Satake, when would you name the starter? More of your responses. But first, Mike Littlewood of BYU Baseball. What is the main thing that jumps out to him about the upcoming BYU Baseball schedule? Just do it! This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Look at that shirt. Just do it! Make your dreams! Back sports friends Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, tomorrow night, 1990, BYU against Miami, the greatest win debatable, in BYU football history, you could argue the 1984 National Championship, right? 90 Miami. After further review at 7 Eastern time is going to break that game down. That's going to be awesome. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon. Check it out tomorrow, 7 Eastern. Or if you're Brian Logan, starring me <laughs> I know. and some other guys. That was funny. That was Brian <laughs> Logan being Brian Logan. This is kind of a, a, a new thing that BYU TV has launched uh, in terms of breaking down classic games. They've done the Miracle Bowl. They've yeah. done the National Championship. And now they're doing BYU-Miami tomorrow. Yeah, so next week. Uh, you'll have after further review on game week, and then the week after that, you're breaking down Arizona, you're previewing Utah, and now we're into it. Let's refresh today's BYU-SN headlines, starting with our final, and this is the final Olympic update. Cougars in the Olympics. I'll try and get through this, Spencer. Okay. Taylor Sander and Team USA won the bronze medal over Russia in five sets. They were down two to nothing, and they came back and won. Sander had 14 kills, seven digs, and two aces in his Olympic finale. And Jared Ward of Team USA finished sixth in the Olympic marathon. He came out of nowhere to finish in sixth. His final time was a personal best of two hours, 11 minutes, and 30 seconds. He averaged a five-minute mile. And I wore a mustache. Wore a mustache? Grew a mustache. In <laughs> honor of those guys for today. Today only. I'm shaving it like after the show in an hour. Jerem shed some tears yesterday and when those tears went across his upper lip, the hair went with it. (laughs) (laughs) Scraped it up. (laughs) BYU football back to work today. Practice number 13 of fall camp. Kalani Satake said last week that he hopes to have a depth chart mostly solidified by today. 16th ranked women's soccer beat Washington State 2-1 in Pullman Friday in a battle of the best Cougars in the nation. Ashley, not including you, special announcement, Houston. Ashley Hatch scored both of the goals, including the game winner in double overtime. The home opener against Nebraska is tonight on BYU TV at 7.30 Eastern time, as well as BYU Radio. Beat the Huskers. Hopefully not in dramatic fashion. Mention the Hail Mary. Baltimore Ravens head coach John Harbaugh says tight end Dennis Pitta has a broken finger. Harbaugh says, quote, he can't really catch right now. He also stated that, Doctors are afraid if the finger took a hit right now, they would probably have to put a screw in it. So we wish Dennis a healthy recovery. Let's just get that guy healthy, huh? Seriously, he's so talented. One of BYU's best skill position players in the NFL ever. Looking healthier than ever and sun-kissed with a tan, Mike Littlewood, the BYU baseball coach, has probably one of the coolest T-shirts I've ever seen on right now. Look at that. Just do it in huge block letters. Is it Nike or Shia LaBeouf? What's the motivation? It's my own motto. It's my your own motto. Own, yeah. Your own motto. The Mike <laughs> like I told you, I'm hoping it catches on. I think it will. <laughs> it was figure it out. Now it's yeah. just do well, it. Well, figure it out's always going to be there. If Bronson Larson's around, figure it out is always going to be there. <laughs> Speaking of good mustaches. Yeah, I love it. Oh, that's yep. funny. Welcome back to Studio B, man. What have you been up to? Great to be up. Just traveling and looking for players. That's that's been the kind of the whole key to the summers, uh, and it's it's weird going out and watching like 2019 grads and 2018 grads. I mean, these kids are not in high school yet, and we're we're trying to evaluate them, and and uh, especially the LDS kids who we can't miss on at all. 
and if they go on a mission, it's going to be like, I might not be here anymore. It's like seven years down the road, <laughs> you know, like we were talking, you walk in every summer and go, Hey, do I still have a job? And so, <laughs> Hey, we, if we cross our fingers and they, they show up and we show up, it should be, uh, we should be pretty good seven years down the road. We noticed that uh, several of the Cougars in the minors, and we keep tabs on them here, of course, uh, are doing well, including Jacob Bregman, who's in triple A, yeah. knocking on the door, potentially of getting into the majors. Uh, he went seven for nine over the weekend uh, in two games. Could he be called up in September to the A's, you think, when they expand rosters by 15 players? Yeah, no, I think he's got a great, uh, a great opportunity to do that. In fact, uh, my son Marcus was called up to AAA, drove from uh, about a week ago, and actually played in Nashville against Bruggie. Got a picture together. It was kind of cool. With Tacoma. With right? Tacoma, yeah. And so um, I, I talked to Bruggie a little bit. He went four for five like two nights ago, and I think he got three hits last. I mean, he's just – He's a hitting machine, hitting like three, three ten right now. Goodness, playing center field. I think he's had, uh, you know, probably a hundred Sports Center top tens. <laughs> this, he's just, he's doing everything well. When I watched him up in Salt Lake, he looked really comfortable. I would say he's, if not this year, I, I would think he's got a good chance. The only thing is, there we were talking about before, Nashville's in in the playoffs, um, and so whether he stays in AAA to play in the playoffs or if they call him up, uh, either way, I, I hope he gets an opportunity in, in September, some point. Do you see any other guys this season making the jump to the major leagues and that have BYU ties anyway? I don't see it this year. No, I don't see it this year. Adam Law's having a great year. He got traded to um, Jack, the Jackson Generals, played with, with Marcus. Yeah. yeah, played with Marcus. Um, whether Marcus goes back down or, or stays up there, I mean, because they're in the playoffs as well. Um, he's hitting – Adam's hitting 310 or something like that, having a, a great summer. Adam Miller had surgery, um, thoracic outlet syndrome surgery. That's what I, Nick Emery had. Is that, is that what he had? Yeah. Him, yeah. Um, we've had a couple of pitchers that had symptoms that way. It's kind of a, kind of a new thing um, that, we're, that we're learning about. But, um, in fact, he, he had on Instagram, he's holding his rib uh, up there. So it was kind of cool. It was in a bag. <laughs> that cool? It was in a bag. Well, he didn't. He showed, he showed a scar, and I'm like, hey, show us the rib, because I, I had yeah. seen it like, through a tag. <laughs> Matt, Matt Harvey had that same surgery, yeah. by the way, for the Mets. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. He said he's going to be thrown in two months, and so th- wow. it, that looks great. Hanneman's hurt. Uh, he dove and hurt his hurt his. He's got a pin sticking out his. So if you can get past injuries, man, that's that's mm. a whole key. Just like we found out last year with with our team. Oh, Hanneman dove while he was trying to make one of his top ten Sports Center <laughs> catches that he has done so often. I always make fun of him because like, okay, easy, easy, easy dive. You know, instead <laughs> of just run and catch it, he's like, let me time this so I can dive. Uh. <laughs> I gotta make it look good. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get noticed. Yeah. Mike Littlewood, the BYU baseball coach, with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. You have compiled your 2017 schedule, recently released it, and you want to have a good season. So those recruits that come in 2025 are uh, super impressed, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> if they remember this this next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, great schedule. Trent Pratt put together a, a great schedule again for us. Um, go down to Georgia Tech uh, early in the season. What what sticks out to me is Santa Barbara's coming coming here. That's going to be you know World Series team this year. Uh, that's going to be tough. We we kind of owe them. They they took they took uh, care of us a couple years ago with uh, a couple first rounders they had on their team uh, two years ago. But they're a great great program. Um, Connecticut coming in and and uh, they were a regional team a couple years ago. And it, it just from start to finish, it's just a tough, tough schedule, and, and we, we've talked a lot about how, how tough the West Coast Conference is. I think it's an underrated conference. It's a team – we may not have the depth, one through nine on the hitting side and, and maybe one through ten on the, uh, on the pitching side as maybe a, a power five, but um, we feel like the top three teams can match up with anybody in, in, in the country, and that's what we felt like last year, the first half, until we had a few injuries. So love our, love our schedule. Um, 
last year we I just talked to Kevin Kindred, our, our marketing guy. Um, we averaged over sixteen hundred fans last year, which was wow, nice, which was absolutely incredible. I mean, we four or five sellouts. I mean, we just it was, if we can repeat that, that would that would be amazing. We need to do our part though, and and I doubt we'll be twenty three and three to start the season. <laughs> but uh, and so I don't want people like well, why 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 do they stink These this year? They're stink. not twenty, you know, they're only like seventeen and eight. Why yeah. what's wrong? Um, but uh, you know, we feel like we have a really good group of guys coming back and and a lot of new faces but um love i i love where our program is right now in the feel of it the culture is this schedule rpi friendly because that was a conversation i know you had the pitching injuries and that really derailed things it did is is this rpi friendly to where okay if we if we have a good season we're going to be in a position on selection monday yeah we there's not a there's not an easy team on our on our schedule uh go to i think believe we go to bakersfield this year but um that's going to be another another tough series playing at Bakersfield, but I've you know the RPI is great. I've I've always felt like if you just win the games on your schedule, your RPI is going to be going to be high. Gonzaga last year they played twelve home games, something like that, the the entire season, and so they didn't play that that tough of a schedule, but they won all their games. You know, I mean that's why they had such a, a, a great RPI, and so I think strength of schedule is is one small part of that. Uh, but it, it depends on who you play and how then they play against uh, everybody else. And so a lot goes into it. For me, it's like just put together the best schedule you can and try to win those games, and that's what it comes down to for me. You lost Mike Rucker, who was you know, an incredible pitcher to say the least, had one of the best seasons in BYU baseball history. He's obviously on to the majors. What do you bring back on your pitching staff right now? I know you get Maverick Buffo back from an injury, but what, who else is going to be there, and who do you expect to contribute in a starting rotation? Yeah, well, I think we have five or six guys who could step in there, uh, but uh, you look at Maverick Buffo, who's thrown a couple pins, and he feels really good right now. Uh, Kendall Motes was going to be in our starting rotation, and we got three innings out of him last year before he had four bone chips taken out. Brady Corliss uh, redshirted last year, who – He's a guy who's 91-93 with a four-pitch mix if he can just learn how to get hitters out. You know, that's the big thing for him. Um, we have um, Aaron Cross. We just signed a left-hander from Grossmont. I mean, plus he'll all the guys. Right? No, Kenny Signs from Oklahoma transfer. He'll redshirt. Oh, Cross can play. Yeah, right. Aaron Cross, can, he can that's play. Right. Yeah, he can play immediately. So not talking – Hayden Rogers. I mean, just a ton of guys we have coming back as well. So I, I feel really good about, uh, about our pitching staff. When you look at Colton Shaver – uh, who went and played in the Cobb, Cape Cod League, Daniel mm-hmm. Schneeman, Keaton Kringlin. Uh, maybe there were others who played too that I'm unaware of. What, what kind of improvement have you seen, or what's the discussion been like as they played summer ball? Well, most we kind of make everybody, and not like we force them to, but it's kind of like if you want your scholarship back, you're going to go play. Mandatory <laughs> um, <laughs> volunteer. Yeah, exactly. Um, unless they're married. You know, married guys are a little bit different situation, which we have probably two, two dozen of those guys. I don't know. We have at least a dozen, I think. But um, – it's just like another season. I mean, they're just getting those at-bats. And for Schneeman, he got a, an opportunity to play shortstop in Chico, which was good for us because uh, he may or may not be the heir apparent there, but he, he got 60 games at shortstop, that uh, 50 or 60, that he has that experience against college guys and, and the speed of the game is a little bit different at short than it is at second or third. And so coming into our fall season, we would expect him to be able to make all the plays just like Hayden uh, Hayden Nielsen did for us last year. Hayden Nielsen, by the way, is going to be our undergraduate assistant. Um, and we just we were able to hire an ops guy, uh, baseball operations guy, Tuckett Slade. So he starts today. So, you know, things are – we're trying to just make every part of this program top-notch and not let anything slide through the cracks. But I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. And that's, I think, why I wore this today. You know, as we, as we got guys coming in and school starts next Monday, 
just just do it. Let's go do it. Just make sure Hayden has his lawn mowing business in order <laughs> before he comes Believe to take the we've help out baseball. We've had a talk about that. So. <laughs> hey, we heard uh, in a couple of weeks, like three weeks, you have a uh, your annual golf tournament. I know there's like a $500 fee to get in, and apparently it's sold out. Is there any way to get us in that? Um, ben we could talk about a trade. We could talk about a trade. Okay. Actually, it's How so- about we have you on the show, like regularly, and then we get into the golf tournament? Um, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no. (laughs) So you guys, it's sold out. There's a spot for you guys, but it's September. It's Friday, September 16th. Um, there's a bunch of really good golfers in this thing. So, and I know you guys would fit in perfect with that. (laughs) Spencer would. Oh my God. It's at Talon's Cove, eight o'clock. You might, you might have a show if you can get oh, off. 8 a.m. Oh, if you can yeah. get off, you're welcome to play. September 16th. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit sick on September 16th. <laughs> yeah, go represent us. <laughs> I will shoulder the burden. Talon's Cove to just so happens to love be to five minutes away from my front door as well. Yeah, wait a minute. Hey, the alum- <laughs> our alumni have, have, been, have been just tremendous to us. Um, it's sold out. That's it's great. sold out in, in about three weeks. And, um, you know, it's, of course, they pay 125 a person. We give probably $200 worth of swag to them. So that's probably the reason they they come out but no matter what we do first pitch dinner which is going to be in at the end of january we have a great speaker for that um they just support and support and support and that's one reason why i think our program's headed in the right direction hey support byu baseball just do it it. mike great to talk to you again man thanks for having me guys keep up the good work our twitter question today back to football if you were the head football coach kalani satake when would you name your starting quarterback your responses happen next. Plus, which Cougar in the NFL was named Sleeper Defensive Player of the Year? That is all revealed in the Cougar Whip Around. Jerem? I can't, I can't wait to find out who it is. Does he play for the Lions? <laughs> <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan. Live from Studio B for the first time in forever. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Your favorite movie. Man, I lo- if you have a little girl, you love that movie. <laughs> Frozen. Remember, if you ever miss an Chosen episode. Chosen Frozen. Of Josh BYU- Frozen. <laughs> if you that miss it fun. live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern. Yes, you're referencing something that Brian <laughs> Logan Brian Logan. Said. The Frozen Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. The best thing he's ever said on this show. Maybe. Hey, coming up tonight, 730 Eastern time. Game two of the regular season for the BYU women's soccer team. They're ranked 16th. They beat Washington State 2-1 in double OT over the weekend. They play Nebraska. It's revenge or uh, continuing to beat Nebraska. Hail Mary part two is tonight, 7.30 Eastern time. Spencer Linton on the call with Natalie Lewis and Lauren Frank on the sideline. I told Maddie Lyons, like, let's, let's not make it a dramatic, crazy win at the very end. That would be awesome, though, right? It if would, you it knew would be it fun. was a dramatic win. That'd be great, right? That's yeah. better TV. Listen, we work at a TV station. Yeah. We want some drama. Well, BYU if had one of those blow, wins. If it's 4-1. BYU had one of those wins a few years back uh, against Oklahoma. Oh, I remember. I tuned in with like 20 minutes left. BYU's down 2 nothing, And they scored three goals. In five minutes. In five minutes. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. so awesome. Hashtag BYU to the Big 12. <laughs> Our Twitter question. We hadn't question. mentioned anything about the Big 12 till I thought, now. I thought we were going to get 40, through an entire show, Jerem. 49 minutes. That's I thought we were going to make it through an entire hour without a Big 12 reference. No, that's against the rules. Go and blow it. Calls me. Oh. Wow. <laughs> if you were Kalani Satake, when would you name your starting quarterback? Let's go to the Twitter machine. 
At Family Budge says, right now, why wait? Running a two-quarterback system has been proven not to work. I don't think it will be a two-quarterback system. It will not be a two-quarterback system. I don't think Taysom Hill's getting Series 1 and then Tyler Tanner Magnum Mangum gets (laughs) Series 2. That's not how it's going to work. Mark it down. It will not be a two-quarterback system. They'll name a starter. It's anticipated they will name a starter, and that'll be the guy, right? He's your number one, and you go through, and then – the best case situation is that somehow Tanner Mangum redshirts this year, but I doubt that will happen. At Ty Scott Jensen, when whoever is the starter marches onto the field for BYU's first possession against Arizona. I'm in favor of that. I don't think it will happen. I don't, I don't think you go into the day and Tanner Mangum and uh, Taysom Hill are like, yeah, we don't know who's starting. Uh, what's going to happen? No, you're going to – one of those guys is going to walk out there. Hey, listen to this. One of those guys will walk out there for the coin toss. I think one of them will be one of the captains. I think that Taysom Hill will be one of the guys walking out there. We should find out who the captains are pretty soon, too. You'd think this week, We're right? 12 days away from the first game. Listen, the coin toss is important because I want BYU to win it and then elect to receive, we to have, send a message. We have almost made it all the way through three years of the countdown. Three Listen, years. Listen, at the beginning of this year, I said, why don't we just do it once a week, like on Friday? <laughs> and we let the fans decide. And they said no. And the fans at 60-some-odd percent brought it back. Because at times, when it's convenient, this is a democracy. <laughs> when it's Not conven- always. When it's convenient. No, we run the show. It's a democracy. It's a blue-goggled democracy. That's like our government in BYU the United Sports States. Nation, the blue-goggled democracy. <laughs> when it's convenient, our government allows us to have a voice. I'm, I'm not ha- No, I'm not having a <laughs> governmental... I'm having a BYU Sports Nation political We commentary. need Kyle Davis in here to do anything political. No, we're not going politics, okay? <laughs> we're not doing that. At Brett Parker 6, I wouldn't formally tell the public, let Rich Rod waste time trying to prep for both. Rich Rod is wasting time trying to figure out what the heck he's going to do with his own team. You think uh, Anu Solomon is the quarterback. He had concussion issues last year. You'd think he'd be back from that. We'll see, right? It, he's not necessarily the guy going in there. What's his defense going to look like? It's, what's the de- yeah, that's exactly right. They were in the 100s in college football rankings. Okay, there's 128 FBS teams uh, in uh, total defense, scoring defense, passing defense, rushing defense. They were terrible. At Ben Bitter says, today, the sooner they announce, the longer Taysom continues to haunt the Texas Longhorns. Force expansion. If he was done today, it would be over. Coming up, a Cougar in the NFL had two tackles this weekend and earned his fans some free McDonald's. Who was it? Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the Olympics. Taylor Sander and Team USA won the bronze medal over Russia in five sets. Sander had 14 kills, seven digs, and two aces and led the entire tournament in serve-receive. Jared Ward, former BYU running standout and current statistics professor, finished sixth overall in the Olympic marathon on Sunday morning. His final time was a personal best, two hours, 11 minutes, 30 seconds. He averaged a five-minute mile over 26.2 miles. Football. BYU football is back at it today. Practice number 13 of fall camp. Kalani Satake said last week he hopes to have a depth chart close to established today. Athlon Sports named Tanner Mangum to a list of the top 20 underrated quarterbacks in college football. Mangum and the Cougars have practice number 13 today. ESPN also just put out a list of the top 10 finishes of 2015 over the weekend. BYU's Hail Mary against Nebraska came in at number 5. 
Soccer. 16th ranked BYU beat Washington State 2-1 in Pullman on Friday night. Ashley Hatch scored both of the goals, including the game winner in double overtime. The home opener against Nebraska airs tonight, 7.30 Eastern on BYU TV. Myself and Natalie Lewis and Lauren Frankham on the call. Game will also be available on BYU Radio. Cougars in the NFL. Baltimore Ravens head coach John Harbaugh says tight end Dennis Pitta has a break in his finger. Harbaugh says he really can't catch right now. He also stated the doctors are afraid if the finger took a hit right now, they would have to put a screw in it. Ziggy Ansah was named the sleeper defensive player of the year in the NFL and was also named number 66 in ESPN's top 100 players this year. And Alani Fua recorded two tackles for the Arizona Cardinals over the weekend. Daniel Sorensen. in the minors. Gate Kansas City Chiefs fans, free Big Macs. I forgot to put out that poll, by the way. I need to get on that. <laughs> yes, back to Cougars in the minors. Jacob Brugman went 7-for-9 this weekend. Brugman had a homer and six runs batted in for the Nashville Sounds. Adam Law, 4-for-8 with four runs batted in for the Jackson Generals. Volleyball. The blue team beat the white team in the women's volleyball blue and white scrimmage with freshman <laughs> McKenna Miller grabbing 17 kills and Ronnie Jones Perry from Copper Hills High School with five blocks. Very nice. Players switched sides in that game. Yeah. So, yeah. Blue beat white. <laughs> I don't know what that means. The exactly. Cougars won the match. They won. Game sport. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Bob Bowlesby. Also, Jared Ward and Taylor Sanders. So a trifecta of awesomeness for the Rise and Shout. By default, the Big 12 will get mentioned because of Bob Bowlesby, at least in the Rise and Shout every show until Big 12 expansion happens, right? Right. But we uh, – 49 minutes worth of Big 12 yeah, list content today. I, those that appreciate that, that was for you. Our elite tweet of the day, answering our Twitter question. If you were Kalani Satake, when would you name your starting quarterback? At J.W. Thompson Law, Thompson Law says the starting quarterback is Tansom Manghill. <laughs> I love it. That guy can ball. <laughs> Thanks to Reno Mahe, Mike Littlewood, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Would you eat a Big Mac today? Answer that question in just a minute. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Weldon Jackson. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Weldon Jackson.